Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to the Betting Pros podcast brought to you by BetMGM. I'm your host, Dan Harris. You can find me on Twitter at DanHarris80. As we enter week 13, it is time to talk about our best bets for the NFL for this coming weekend. Here to do that with me is our good friend Ian McMillan from BetSided. Find him on Twitter at IanMacBets. That's I-A-I-N. Ian, thank you for joining me. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic, my friend. We're right. Uh, we're really in the grind of the NFL season right now, so I'm I, I'm excited. Well, I was telling you before we started recording that uh, we're coming off a little bit of a rough week here on this podcast. Um, again, I I mostly blame you for that, even though you were not on it. But I do want to ask, uh, how is the betting every single game sort of you know experience going for you? I think it's been pretty good. If uh, when we last uh, checked in on it. Yeah, it's still going well. I mean, I got off to a really hot start to the season. Um, I've cooled off a bit in recent weeks, but I haven't had any like bad, bad weeks that are like really hurting my record. So right now, betting on every single game so far, I'm sitting at 104 wins, 75 losses, one push. Uh, I'm up just over 25 units right now. So uh, if I can amazing. stay, if I can kind of stay even keel here for the rest of the season, I'll be happy. <laughs> That's where you are, right? At this point, you're almost like playing defense. You're just like, yeah, just exactly. don't, I, don't, I, I, don't, I don't need to crush it. I don't need to crush it. Just, just sort of keep me right in the middle there and I'll be fine yep. going forward. So excellent. All right. Well, hopefully you give out some winners here. Again, we're going to do our top three best bets of the week. And again, anything we want here, you can do money line if you want, but obviously spread and total bets. We will then quickly run through the remaining games uh, before we sign off. And before we get into it, of course, I will remind you of the latest offer from our sponsor here, BetMGM. New customers can bet $10 and win $200 if your team scores a touchdown. Players who bet $10 again win $200 in free bets if the team they bet on scores a touchdown. When you use the code JUICE100, that is available in New Jersey, Colorado. Indiana, West Virginia, Tennessee, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Virginia, Iowa, Washington, D.C., Arizona, and Wyoming. Because I'm contractually obligated to run through last week, so I will do so quickly. And I'm going to blame it on the fact that it was like Thanksgiving. It was an earlier than usual recording, so whatever. But Pat Fitzmorris, uh, our guest, went one and two. He did hit on the Lions plus three versus the Bears. Fun fact, he actually thought he had taken the money line. He texted me on Thanksgiving to say, oh, man, what a bad bet. Uh, with the money line, but he actually had plus three on the podcast. So he did get the win there, but he did miss on the Raiders and the Cowboys under 51 and the Rams getting one against the Packers. I went 0 three. Fantastic. I missed big on the Steelers getting four and a half from the Bengals, which I loved. The Texans laying two and a half to the Jets and the Titans and the Patriots under 44. I'm now 18 and 18 on the year. So let's get it back again. I'll use the betting pros consensus lines when we talk about it. But Ian, you are our guest. Please begin with your favorite bet of the weekend. Before I get into dude, do you remember what my what my record was last time I was on the show earlier in the season? Uh, off the top of my head, I don't, but I, I can look it up. I think I hit Bengals money line back then, but then I think I, le- yes. I lost at least one. You definitely I think it was Bengals the- against the Ravens, right? You definitely hit the Bengals in the money line. You know what? I tell you what, I will look it up. But definitely the Bengals are a uh, frequent visitor on our podcast here uh, with the whereas I remember 100 percent you hit the Bengals money line for sure uh, that week. I think it was like plus 220 or whatever it was. Hold on. I'm looking it up right now. Hang on. Let's let's go I through think it. it was. The, I mean, not not that it I got it too much. I'm, uh, I got it. Oh, you got. Do you have it right now? I, I do. All right. Look let's at hear that. It. Uh, you <laughs> took the Bengals. Uh, on the money line, 230. 
okay. against the Ravens. Ravens. Yes. You had the Bucks laying twelve and a half against the Bears, and you had the Patriots and the Jets, Jets under under forty two and a half. Yeah, that one didn't hit. Don't remember the Buccaneers game. To be oh, honest, I'm looking it up right now. I'm looking it up right now. Hold on, I'm looking it up right now. Uh, no, you went played. two and one. Yes, you hit. Okay. The Bucks did cover the 12 and a half. I got it at my fingertips, Ian. You're fine. This is great podcasting. <laughs> um, yeah, you're fine, but you did miss on the Jets and the Patriots under 42 and a half. So you're two and one. That's that's great. Uh, so, But you have to go through another this week. That's how it works. All right. No pressure. I don't. I unfortunately don't have a money line pick this week, but I'll. I will Ew. get started. I. I do. <laughs> yeah. They. They. They scare me. I missed on a couple, so they scare me a little bit now. Sorry, but man. um, uh, the I. I am on a big underdog, but I'm on them to cover the spread. Uh, that is the Bears to cover the eight point spread against the Cardinals this week. Uh, I, I mean, I, it looks like Kyler Murray's back, I believe. So everyone's going to kind of jump on the Cardinals right now. Best record in the NFL. Uh, Kyler Murray, when he was healthy, was looking like uh, an, an NFL MVP. But let's not forget, uh, the Cardinals can't stop the run. 30th in opponent yards per carry. So teams are able to run the ball against this Cardinals team. Um, and that's how the Bears get uh, get their yardage. Uh, 42.65% of the Bears' offensive yards come through the run game. Uh, that's the second most in the NFL. And actually, the Bears have been playing well recently. If you look at a stat called net yards per play that I look at quite a bit over their last three weeks, they're like third or fourth in the NFL in that stat. So Bears sneakily playing some half-decent football recently. Their defense has picked it up a little bit, uh, and now they're getting eight points, I mean, I believe they're at home as well. So uh, uh, my first bet of the week bears plus eight here against the cardinals as an underdog so this is under the assumption that kyler murray is going to play deandre hopkins doesn't matter to you either way if he plays assuming that he plays or still thinking he's out or irrelevant to you i i'm assuming that he plays but i mean if okay. if, if uh plus eight i mean i'll if it stays at that number i'll i'll take bears no matter who plays and so you are not uh concerned about the fact that they squeaked out a win on thanksgiving against the lowly lions then uh, not really. Uh, and I mean, also there is a benefit, a little bit of an extended by or a little bit of a it is true. rest for them a, a, as well. But, um, no, I, I no doesn't concern me a little bit too much. I mean, obviously anytime I bet on the bears, cause they're just generally not a good football team. I'm a little bit concerned, but, uh, the spread is over that magic number of seven. I mean, if it was below a touchdown, then maybe I'd lean Cardinals, but, uh, at eight points, uh, and I believe they're home as well. Uh, they I, are I home. Like yes. Quite a bit. I am going to call you a coward for not taking them on plus 280 <laughs> on the money line, but that's fine. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, yeah, look, I don't have a great feel for it, uh, honestly. Like, when I looked at the game, I just, you know, I don't know. I, I think what worries me a little bit about the Cardinals, really, like, putting aside, like, anything that you said there, is just the fact that, like, we are how many weeks removed here from this Murray ankle injury? And even now, they don't talk about it like, yeah, he's he's good to go here. I mean, we, we've been game time right. calls for two weeks, then off the bye you thought like, okay, at this point, dude, it was an ankle sprain. Like, let's go. They're a completely different team if he plays, but is immobile as well. So it is something where, yeah, I, I wouldn't take the Cardinals in this game coming to Chicago. Um, but I, I don't know. I don't, I don't feel confident enough in Chicago. So to stay away from me, but not going to avoid it. You are definitely going to go against me in a couple of these bets. I guarantee. Um, because right. even I, when I think about some of these bets, have to sort of double check how I feel. And this is we're going with the other team who's coming off a buy, but I'm going the other way on it off the mini buy. That is the Lions, but I'm going the other way and I'm taking the Vikings to cover the seven point spread in Detroit. Now, when you look at this game and you look at sort of the trends that, you know, might, you know, go in favor of one team or the other, 
everything looks like it should favor the Lions in this game. And I wholly admit that the Vikings are one and eight against the spread in their last nine games as a favorite. Three of their last four games have been on the road, two of them in California. They play a lot of close games no matter what. Every game but two was decided by seven points or less. Half of them have come down to the last play of the game. So this is not a team that blows anybody out. Um, part of it, I think is just that they can't keep their foot on the gas. Like they jump out to leads and then they just sort of go, you know, whatever these teams have already met. The Vikings were, I think 10 point favorites at one point in that game. And they barely won 1917 again with the last second field goal. Detroit is off the mini buy. The Vikings are missing Dalvin cook. They've got a ton of injuries on defense. Patrick Peterson's on the COVID-19 list. All of this says the lions are going to be able to cover this seven point spread, but I just refuse to buy it uh, in this one. And I think that this is going to just be a uh, Vikings route. Honestly, I think they're going to win by double digits. Um, I just don't think the Eagles, the uh, the Eagles, pardon me, the Lions can hang right now with the Vikings. They are Lions are obviously going to be missing their most explosive playmaker in DeAndre Swift. And since then, Campbell took over the play calling like an already stagnant offense has been even more stagnant. I know they had Boyle under center at one point, but really there's no creativity. It's a lot of sort of conservative stuff. And I just don't think that's going to be able to hang again with the Vikings. And again, the Vikings are going to be out uh, without Dalvin Cook, right? I think that's actually in some weird way, Ian, going to help them in this game because as Alexander Madison is an absolutely capable guy to fill in, but I think it's going to force them to go to the air a little bit more and to, you know, highlight what they actually do better as opposed to Mike Zimmer wanting to run the ball constantly with Dalvin Cook. They are second in offensive pass DVOA. The Lions in defensive DVOA against the pass. 28th. It's just a good matchup here for what they do well. Let Justin Jefferson, let Adam Thielen, let Kirk Cousins do their thing. This is an absolute must-win game here for the Vikings as they try to stay in playoff contention, obviously. I think they come out here. I think it's the rare Vikings statement game, and I think they cover the touchdown spread. Go ahead. So you got to be on the lines, right? <laughs> Not only am I on the lines, they're my money line pick. Oh, no. <laughs> Not now, the money but line. I will say, okay. I mean, I hate my bet. I hate the Lions money line bet. It's a stupid bet. Um, so I, every single point that you said about the Vikings, I agree with. They're all correct. They're all they're all the right point. The only re, I mean, first of all, I've bet the Lions money line. I think already like three times a season. So I'm, I'm kind of at a point where <laughs> why not like... the Bears? Why not the Bears make them your money line pick, man? If you're on them, you think they could win that outright? Yeah, it's just, well, I mean, that's, that's why I didn't want to make lines money line my one of my top free picks here, because I, I don't feel confident in it whatsoever. I just wanted to take a deep shot. I will say one counterpoint uh, in a reason why I do kind of lean the lines is that they have been running the ball a ton the past three weeks. Yep. Dan Campbell has just completely yep. turned to the run and the Vikings right now are dead last in the NFL in opponent yards per carry. So, um, but I mean, DeAndre Swift is, I believe, I believe is out, but Jamal, out. Williams, J- Jamal Williams is a, is a pretty decent backup running back. So that doesn't concern me too, too much, but I think the Lions will have some success on the ground a little bit. Um, but yeah, so I'm on the lines, but really that's just uh that's just kind of my shot in the dark hail Mary of the week. It's not a, uh, it's not a bet I feel confident. I, I could certainly see this being like a 20-point Vikings win for sure. So I'm not we'll kidding. What, we'll see if, you, if you support any of the three bets I'm making today, I'm going to be surprised. I'm not kidding because I, I guarantee you that the quote-unquote sharp side, which, you know, I'm going to say that you're, you know, you're a very experienced better. You're a smart guy. I'm going to say that you're probably going to see a lot of these same angles at the sharp side, which I see as well. 
it's going to be on the Lions, right? Like it, it just has to be because a seven point spread against the Vikings with everything that you see in this divisional game with Detroit at home. It's not a game that you think the lot the Vikings are going to be able to cover. It really isn't. This is really, I, I'm not kidding, man. I, I really think that the Dalvin Cook injury actually helps them and is going to force them to go to the air more, which is going to, you know, I realize that you're right that the Lions are going to run the ball nonstop. And that that's really what they've done. And Jamal Williams is an absolutely capable running back. He's not DeAndre Swift, but he's capable of running back for sure. But I just think, man, even with all their injuries, even with how they struggle against the run, I just think this is going to be something where they're going to exploit them through the air, put up a ton of points, get a much needed victory. But I am not surprised. I'm maybe a little surprised on the money line, but not at all surprised that you sort of like the other side on it, as I would expect really with this game. Go to your second pick. What do you have? All right. Second pick. And this is my favorite bet of the week. Um, And one of my favorite bets of the entire NFL season, to be honest. And it's, uh, and it is a public side, though. I'm taking Raiders minus two and a half here against Washington. A uh, couple of reasons why I like this bet quite a bit. Number one, I think this is a very good sell-high spot on Washington. So they've won three straight games. They're starting to convince people that they're not a bad football team. But even though they've won three straight games, over those games, their minus is .97 in net yards per play. So they're actually getting outplayed, but they're just finding ways to win these games. Um, and then you look at just normal statistics. I mean, 20th in offensive yards per play this season, 29th in opponent yards per play, uh, 28th in opponent yards per pass attempt. So, like, don't let the last three weeks fool you. Like, this Washington team is not a good football team. And then the Raiders are the complete opposite. Not a very good record. But net yards per play, and just quick explanation of what it is, is it's just your uh, offensive yards per play subtracted by uh, the de- like the yards given up on defense per play. In the NFL, the top teams in net yards per play got the Bills, the Rams, the Bucks, and fourth on that list is the Las Vegas Raiders. So statistically, they're very good. They have had issues both on third down and in the red zone on offense and on defense, and that's kind of what's affecting their record right now. Um, But not only am I on the Raiders to win big this week against Washington, uh, last night I placed a bet on the Raiders to win the Super Bowl at 80-1. Oh my goodness. <laughs> At 80 to 1, I had to put a little sprinkle on it because just those 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 yards per play statistics, man, they rank among those top contenders like the Bills, like the Bucks. So, um if they can figure out their third down woes and their red zone woes, they're statistically a very good team. So, I mean, I don't think the Raiders are going to win the Super Bowl, but um I thought it was worth a little bit of a sprinkle at 80 to 1 and if there's ever a season where like a 6 seed or a 7 seed can go on and win it's this year because of just the amount of parity in the NFL this year so yeah uh, Raiders love them this week for sure uh in the AFC there is no standout team like without a doubt like we've seen it right the Titans obviously have sort of come back down to earth the you know the Ravens you know squeaking by basically in a lot of their wins. You've got the Patriots and the Bills this weekend. We'll talk about that game in a second. Um, and the Chiefs obviously have shown some issue. I, at 80-1, to one, I'm not going to argue with anything. I do like this this bet, though. Even without, by the way, I want to confirm because almost certainly Darren Waller is probably going to be out here. He's obviously been a big piece of their offense. You're still okay with it. You are basically baking that in and assuming that you're good with them still. Yeah, I mean, in general, uh, injuries, I, I don't change my opinion too much when, when when guys are out. At the end of the day, this is still professional football players. Sure. Yeah, I, I don't even, to be honest, I can't even think off the top of my head who their other tight end is. Uh, but at the end of the day, these Foster are professionals. Moreau. Foster Moreau. He's there not bad, go. by the way. He's not bad. He's not a and bad I, player. Most of the time in the NFL, except for maybe quarterback, most of the time the backups certainly aren't as good as the starters, especially the sure. guy, a guy uh, to the level of Darren Waller, but they're still competent. 
they can yeah. still go in there and make a couple plays. So yeah, uh, no, it, it obviously I'd, I'd rather if Waller was playing, but it doesn't. It's not going to sway me away from the bet. For me, it's really offensive, like the offensive line injuries. That's where I look at, and that that's what mm. really makes me nervous. Not as much as skill players. Yeah, I like this one, and I I really like what the Raiders did against the Cowboys. And again, they were missing Darren Waller for most of that game. It was two things. Number one. They they established Josh Jacobs a little more, which they had gotten away from a little bit. And it's not like Jacobs is some necessarily elite running back at this point, but he can get things done. And they were kind of, you know, limiting him a little bit for no reason. The second thing is, again, the loss of Henry Ruggs. Like, they stopped sort of spreading the field a little bit with that deep threat. And they were having trouble sort of finding the underneath routes. And they finally got Deshaun Jackson a little more involved. And you see it. It takes the top off the defense. They can't have safety help coming in on these Guys like Hunter Renfro had a monstrous game against Dallas. So I think that that's sort of the formula that we've been waiting to see. You can pass all over Washington. They're on a short week. By the way. This is also, by the way, mini buy and a short week here colliding, right? Because the Raiders played on Thanksgiving and Washington played on uh, Monday night. So, yeah, I liked it. I look When we looked at it on Monday, it was a game that I liked as well. And I think their win total was six and a half for the Raiders. So this one would go over it for the season. Well on your way to winning a Super Bowl bet, my good man. <laughs> so let's see about that. All right, man. There are two teams that I have faded generally, Ian, and it, it has not worked out of late. And they are the Patriots. And they are the Bengals. And this is the first of the two Dan is drawing a line in the sand games. Um, and that I'm taking the Bills laying the field goal at home on Monday night against the Patriots. I continue to think the Patriots are a little bit overrated. Uh, the defense is legitimate. I, I'm not taking anything away from it. I want to make that clear. One of the best defenses in the NFL. I agree. It's really the offense that I don't buy. Uh, they've Six wins in a row. The only close one was the Chargers. They run the ball well. Mac Jones is executing that offense to perfection. But I went back and I watched that game against the Titans. I listened to this part on the radio. I went back and I watched it. And there's a period in that game last week against the Titans where Mac Jones looks completely lost. Two drives, something like that, three drives. And, you know, then they were able to run the ball a little bit better and, and change things up. Where when the game was put on him, when he had to do some passing coming up, he looked lost a little bit as they changed their scheme and they got a little pressure on him. And I think that's what we've got. And now we are going to Buffalo on a nationally televised game in a very tough place to play, particularly now as we are into December where it's going to be cold. Rain right now is in the forecast, but either way, that is a really, really tough place to play. And Jones, like pretty much every quarterback, but certainly rookie quarterbacks, struggles against pressure, a 73.8% completion rate when not under pressure, 7.9 yards per attempt, 59.3% completion rate when under pressure, 6.2 yards per attempt. The Bills get pressure 30.2% of the time. That is the highest pressure rate in the NFL. They don't blitz a ton either, so they're able to do that without the blitz. And the Patriots survive on the run game. That is what sets up their pass, but the Bills are one of the best run defenses in the league. And to win this game, to be able to put up points I feel like it's going to have to go on Mac Jones, and I just don't think he's going to really be able to do that in this environment. And again, they lost Tredavious White, but if there's a team where losing Tredavious White doesn't hurt you quite as much against it, it is the Patriots who don't have that prototypical number one wide receiver. Offensively, the Bills have been struggling. I, I fully admit that, and I don't expect them to sort of run roughshod over the Patriots here. Um, but if they do have a weakness, right, it's the run. That's not usually how the Bills sort of attack. But I do think that given the fact that the Bills are off the mini buy here again, they have a little extra time to prep for this. I think you're going to see a lot of Josh Allen running here as he looks to avoid chances. And I think Stephon Diggs can beat any cornerback. We saw the brilliant move that you've seen all over and over and over against Marshawn Lattimore. I think they're going to be able to move the ball, put up enough points. And again, it's 
three points or less, man, you're really just basically saying, I think they're going to win this game. So I think they're going to win this game. So I'm taking the Bills at home on Monday night to reclaim the AFC East here in the divisional matchup laying three. You know, Dan, you you said that you 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 assumed that I was going to be on the opposite side of all your picks. I think I might be with you on all these picks because I'm on the Bills too. Really? Um, yeah, I'm not always. I I, I mean, I, th- I think there's some sports betters out there who just kind of like follow the sharp side. I'm certainly not one of those guys. I'm I'm a very statistics based handicapper. Sometimes, I mean, a good portion of the time, I'm on the public side. Um, and I, statistically. The Bills, I, I keep citing that net yards per play. That's my favorite stat to look at, especially once we get halfway through the NFL season. And the Bills are first in the NFL by a mile. Yep. Uh, so that's a good sign for the Bills. And the other thing that I like to do betting, especially on the NFL, is sell high on teams, buy low on other teams. And there's no team to sell at a higher mark right now than the Patriots. Six right. straight wins, six straight covers. Everyone's just starting to talk about how they're Super Bowl contenders. They're certainly a playoff team for sure. As you mentioned, their their defense is very very good. I just don't trust that um, uh, a rookie quarterback is going to be able to lead lead this team to a Super Bowl. Be able to lead this team against um, teams like the Bills, very good Correct. teams in the NFL, especially in you know bright light situations. Uh, so I like the Bills quite a bit. Uh, yeah, I, I statistically, and I'm just going to sell high on the Patriots. So I'm with you. I'm on the Bills. Yeah, I've been I've been trying to sell high on the Patriots for a while here. Uh, <laughs> but real, I mean, look, I, again, I, I want to make it clear just because. Pats fans, and again, I live in New England. I'm quite familiar with, you know, they get pretty angry, uh, including my my in-laws, um, that I, I think the Patriots are a very good team. They're going to make the playoffs. They are not as good as the Bills. Like, they're, they're you can't have, Mac Jones is a very, very capable quarterback right now. I've been impressed by what I've seen from him in the NFL, but he is uh, doing well because of their, and if, because of their system, because they run the ball so well, because they don't take chances. I think in this game, he's going to need to take chances. We have seen him have plenty of rookie moments. And again, in Buffalo against a yeah. team like the bills with that defense, I just don't see it as And we are in December. Like it is different also playing in Buffalo on a Sunday game at one o'clock in September, as opposed to a Monday night game in uh, December in Buffalo. It's a, it's a tough place to play. Used to go to school there to plenty of bills games, love the fans. I think they're going to win this one. I think they're going to win it big. So I will take them. Glad to have you on my side. Third pick for you. Good, sir. What do you have? So I'm going with the total. So uh, a little bit of everything here. I gave out an underdog, gave out a favorite, uh, looking at a total. Now I'm going Raven Steelers and I'm going to go over 44. At least that's what it was that last night. I haven't checked mm-hmm. the, if the lines have updated at all this morning, but, uh, when you think of the Ravens and the Steelers, like uh, your mind just goes to the fact that they have two of the best defenses in the league because it's been that case for like two decades now. It's usually almost every single season the top in the top five defenses you'll find the Steelers and the Ravens, but that's not the case this year at all. As a matter of fact, both of them are like near the bottom in most defensive statistics. Steelers are 25th in opponent yards per play. The Ravens are 30th. The Steelers can't stop the run. They're 31st in uh, opponent yards per carry. Uh, and the Ravens can't stop the pass 30th in opponent yards per pass attempt. So uh, you got to kind of wipe your mind of, of kind of uh, just like what we've assumed would be the case year in and year out in the NFL. These defenses aren't good, but yet the totals only set at 44. Now I know the Ravens haven't scored a ton of points recently. The Steelers offense has been bad, uh, but for a total this low, I wouldn't want to bet on the under when both defenses are like bottom five and a lot of major statistics. So I think this total is way too low. I like the over 44 Ravens Steelers. I think, I think we're going to reach that here. 
Yeah, I'm I'm with you on this one uh, for sure. And again, I, I do think that the defensive reputations sort of stick in the public's mind with this sort of thing when really both defense are entirely exploitable here. And again, I believe, I hope I'm not making this up, that TJ Watt was placed on the COVID-19 list. I think I could be now making that up. As I say that, I'm sort of having a panic attack. Doesn't matter. But you can look it up. Um, but I think he was placed on the COVID list. But uh, that's a huge loss, assuming that he's out. Obviously, I don't know whether or not Joe Hayden, am I right? Am I right with it? Was he on there? Were you looking it up? Yes, you're typing. correct. And yes. Steelers linebacker Robert Spielen, is he a starter? Oh, yes. Know. They just they just added another linebacker to the COVID list as but, well. But, so. by the way, they, they obviously, I mean, Ben was on the COVID list. Like, they obviously have some sort of COVID issues that they've got to want. is a huge deal, though, obviously. And maybe Joe yeah. Hayden comes back here. But either way, you just saw the Bengals just completely decimate them. But I do think that the uh, Steelers are going to be able to put up points as well against the Ravens. So, I'm with you on this one. I like it as well. Uh, I'm going to continue to fade the Bengals. And I, what I really would like, Ian, is after I do this, is for you to explain to me how you feel about the Bengals, okay? Because I I haven't always faded them. Um, and when I have, sometimes it's worked out like the game against Cleveland. Uh, but I faded them against Pittsburgh. And maybe that was more of a rah-rah spot that I like Pittsburgh and whatever. But uh, I'm going to fade them here. I'm going to take the Chargers getting three uh, against uh, the Bengals in Cincinnati. This is, again, you mentioned sort of the buy low, sell high. I think the Bengals are a, a very classic sort of sell high team right now. Back-to-back wins, monstrous performance here. They won with ease uh, against Pittsburgh. Chargers just lost uh, to Denver. So that's usually just sort of the natural spot that I feel like I, I generally like piques my interest a little bit when I look at teams and I think of where the right spot is to back a team versus fade a team. That's where we are here. And Really, these two teams are just pretty even. The Chargers are 16th in overall DVOA. The uh, Bengals are 18th. They're very similarly matched teams. There are some things to worry about for the Chargers. Obviously, their run defense is horrific. And we just, we've seen now the Bengals lean into Joe Mixon here. We saw it in this most recent game for sure. I think the Chargers, though, are going to get Linval Joseph back here. He's on the COVID list. He's, you know, he's eligible to come off, but he wasn't vaccinated. So he should be able to come off still at this point. A couple days, but I think maybe today might be the day where he's able to come off. Assuming that he does, which I am assuming right now, uh, it makes a huge difference for their run defense. Again, their run defense is bad, but a lot of it has just been because they they haven't been healthy that much. So Joseph makes a huge difference in that run game. So West Coast team is traveling east. I get all that, but this is a game the Chargers have to win. They absolutely have to. Uh, and I know the Cincinnati defense just looked awesome against Ben, but that's a different story here when you have that offensive line. And you have a quarterback like Ben, who's immobile, who just gets the ball out. Chargers are much better offensively. Justin Herbert is mobile. Cincinnati is susceptible to like the big plays down the field, which, of course, Herbert can do. And, you know, whatever they've done against opposing passers, when you look at the opposing passers that they've faced, Ian, like they've faced a pretty easy slate of, you know, opposing quarterbacks here. So the fact that they've generally held like passing games in check, not crazy, but generally, I think it's a little overrated based on who they've got. It's really just a fade of the Bengals here uh, in a spot where, again, selling them high, buying low on the Chargers. I think they're overvalued in the market because of recency bias. So I'm fading the Bengals for like the eighth straight week here, uh, and hopefully things turn around. All right, what do we got? Fading or following? No, I like it. I uh, I agree with almost every point that you made now. Now in my So I am on the Chargers, but this is a game like a true coin flip game for me. So like, 
I'm betting on every single NFL game. If I wasn't, I would probably just stay away from this game because, like mm-hmm. you said, statistically, they're right next to each other in a lot of uh, major stats that I look at. Uh, but anytime there's a coin flip game, I'll just go ahead and take the team getting the points. So that's why I'm on the Chargers here. They do have slight advantages in like the yards per play categories. Um, but the Chargers defense, uh, bad on third down defense and bad in the red zone as well. Uh, and that's kind of where the Bengals have their advantage. So depending on what stat you look at, uh, some favor the Bengals, some fa- uh, favor the Chargers. So true coin flip game, in my opinion. I like your point about we're selling high a little bit on the Bengals, buying a little yeah. bit low on the Chargers. Um, I like that as well. And that's another reason why, why I'm on the Chargers here. So coin flip, I don't love the game. Any Literally anything could happen in this game and I wouldn't be shocked. But uh, in these kinds of games, I like just taking the team with the points and hoping for the best. Right. I like taking the underdog, obviously, in these types of games where you really just have two evenly matched teams. And, you know, I don't think it's a huge home field advantage or anything like that. But yeah, I really like I know buy low, sell high is pretty simplistic, but more often than not, that's a place where you see an edge here where the public wants to back, obviously, teams that are riding high. So uh, I would love to very quickly just go through the remaining spreads, see how you feel about them in a very, you know, quick, rapid fire fashion. But let me recap it. You're taking the Bears getting eight from the Cardinals, the Raiders laying two and a half against the Washington football team and the Ravens and the Steelers over 44. I'm taking the Vikings laying seven to the Lions, the Bills laying three to the Patriots. And I am taking uh, the uh, Chargers, sorry, getting three from the uh, Bengals. All right, let's go through it. Uh, the Eagles are visiting the New York Jets. Uh, second straight game here. For in the Meadowlands, they are laying now a touchdown. There are still six and a halfs out there. BetMGM is at six and a half, for example, but for the most part, the books are at seven. Not sure if that makes a difference for you. Obviously, we have a few questions about Jalen Hurts and whether or not he's going to be able to suit up, but he is practicing here so far. So, what do you think of this? I'm on the Jets and the point. I, I'm making some now that we're going to go through the other games. I, I, I'm on some ugly, ugly bets <laughs> this week, and one of them is the Jets. Offensively, over the last three games, both the Jets and the Eagles averaging the same amount of yards per game. Uh, the spread I got on at seven. It's right at the touchdown. It's kind yep. of that magic number. Jets are at home. Uh, not a lot to really have to back up on it, but uh, it, I'm taking the Jets here. I got to stay away from this entire thing, man. I get it. <laughs> if I, I'm luckily, I don't have to bet every single game, but if I did. <sighs> At seven, I probably would take the Jets. If it's under a touchdown, I might go with the Eagles, but we'll see. Uh, Bucks visiting the Falcons, laying 11. This number stayed pretty consistent all year long, all week long. It was 11 when we looked at it early. So what do you think? I'm on the Bucks to cover. I'm a Falcons fan. I've talked about this before. I've gone back. I've gone back and forth on the Falcons all season, um, but I've kind of settled on the fact that they're going to be, they're going to beat the bad teams. They're going to beat the teams that they should beat, but then they're going to get blown out by the teams that they shouldn't beat. Cowboys smoked them. Patriots smoked them. Bucks are going to smoke them here as well. Yeah, I'm on the Bucks as well. I remember you tweeting out uh, before that Patriots uh, Falcons game. It was enjoyable to watch uh, you. You just sort of going off on them. Uh, all right. How about the Colts are visiting the Texans? The Colts now are laying 10. This was eight and a half uh, when I looked at it on Monday. So it has really moved in the Colts direction here. What do you think now at 10? Is it up to 10? Ooh. So there um, are a couple spots. I will say this. The, the consensus line is 10. BetMGM, for example, has it at 10. DraftKings, where I bet, is at nine and a half. FoxBet is at nine. But for the most part, the majority of the books are sitting there at 10. But I mean, if you, you can talk about it, if you like it at nine or, you know, whatever you want, if it makes a difference to you. I took it. So I, uh, I, I lock in my bets Wednesday night. So I, I got it at a bad number for me because I'm on the Texans. So I'm on Texans plus nine, another ugly, yep. ugly, ugly bet. 
Uh, fun fact, though, and I found this out last night, uh, for opponent yards per play over each team's last three games, it's either second or third best mark right now is the Texans. Uh, now, wow. if you look at who they played the last three games, well, I think it's the Jets, Dolphins, and the Titans in a hurricane. So there is some context <laughs> to that. But to be fair, the Texans defense has played a little bit better recently, and I'm not totally sold on the Colts, to be honest. All right, back in a team that just lost to the Jets. You got to you gotta have some intestinal <laughs> fortitude for it. Yeah, at 10, at 10 I'd stay uh, away from it. Um, you know, if anything, I'd back the Texans. I kind of like the Colts when it opened up at eight and a half. So I think I'd probably be on them at nine personally, because I do think that they may come out here and just, again, in a game that they obviously absolutely have to win, may make a statement. But yeah, Texans are a team I can't get a great read on at this point, because I feel like sometimes, like, of course, I back them against the Titans when they were getting 10. That was, you know, one of my favorite bets of the week for sure. This one, not as sure. What about the Dolphins at home length four to the Giants? Still sounds like it's going to be Mike Lennon, I guess. But, you know, Daniel Jones is practicing at this point. So who really knows? Any thoughts on this one? Yeah, I'm on the Dolphins. Dolphins have been kind of, there's some positive regression from the Dolphins recently. They're playing a lot better than they have uh, early in the season. Everyone's talking about Tua. Tua's played fantastic in the month of November. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, I lock in my bets Wednesday night. There's no way that I was going to lock in the Giants and then have Mike Lennon start on Sunday. That would have been a disaster. So I'll avoid that completely. I'll just take the Dolphins and hope for the best. I'm with you. Uh, I've I've kind of been a secret like Dolphins backer, and again, our you know Matt Peralt, who hosts our Daily News podcast, has you know teased me about being like a huge Tua fan. I'm not a huge Tua fan. I just think that he is better than Jacoby Brissett and makes the offense passable, which he does. Jalen Waddle is playing incredible, so maybe they get Devontae Parker back here. By the way, so I agree with you though. Either way, even with Jones or or Mike Lennon, it doesn't matter to me. I'll take him in four. The Rams at home laying twelve and a half to the Jaguars. The Rams have killed me recently. <laughs> I've been the biggest yep. Rams defender uh, in the world. And then last week during their game, I tweeted halfway through the game about how the Rams are actually good. They're just running into some bad luck. And like 30 seconds after I tweeted, <laughs> they gave up a touchdown and then Matt Stafford threw pick six. Yeah. So I, I just look like an idiot when I did it. But um, I mean, I'm a stats guy. And so they're 0-3 both straight up and against the spread in their last three games. But in net yards per play in those three games are like plus 0.61, which is like the fifth or sixth best mark over each team's last three games. So they are statistically a good team. Just Matt Stafford's throwing bad interceptions. Sean McVay, I haven't been a big fan of his play calling. Um, But I got to back the numbers. The Rams are still like one of the top teams in the NFL statistically, and the Jaguars stink. So I'm on the Rams, but um, I, I, I think I've just committed to dying on the Rams hill this season. Well, to be fair, I basically I will never bet on the Jaguars like no matter what. I just won't. I won't do it because, you know, I I have no confidence that they'll be able to make any adjustments whatsoever in the second half and just how poorly coached they are. So I would be on the Rams. I'm staying away, though. Obviously, this is a game where you would like to see the Rams come out and just basically completely dominate uh, the entire thing. They really need a get right game. We talked about the total. Obviously, Ian, you're on this one. But what about the Steelers getting four and a half from the Ravens in Pittsburgh? Yeah, if I were to take a side, I would take the Ravens uh, laying the points. And the reason why I mentioned about how the two defenses have the two big weaknesses, the Steelers can't stop the run, the Ravens can't stop the pass. Well, it's a better offensive matchup for the Ravens because, I mean, who runs the ball better than the Baltimore Ravens? Um, and then whereas the the Ravens defense, not good at stopping the pass, but do I trust Big Ben uh, to kind of win the game for him with his arm? Not necessarily. So uh, I would back the Ravens in that spot. 
I have absolutely no feel for this game whatsoever. The Ravens haven't played particularly well. I would probably continue my trend, which does not always hold, of backing Mike Tomlin in the rah-rah spot where they are favored by more than a field goal, but it's a game that I will run away from at this point. 49ers visiting the Seahawks, laying three and a half. Obviously, we've got no Debo Samuel here for the 49ers. Seahawks look like an absolute mess right now, but it's a divisional game. It's in Seattle. What do you think? Yeah, I talked about making ugly bets this week. This is another one, even though it's, I mean, it's a small spread, but I I love the Seahawks in this spot and it makes no sense because the 49ers have been rolling. The Seahawks have looked like one of the worst teams in the NFL recently, but a big stat that stuck out to me is um, like the Lions, the 49ers have just completely turned to running the football over their last three games. They've run the ball. I think it's like 63% of their plays are run plays, which is Mm -hmm. insane to see in the modern day. Uh, of the NFL, uh, but the Seahawks run defense is actually their biggest strength. I think they're fourth or fifth in opponent yards per carry. Uh, so that's the thing that the Seahawks do the best is stop the run. So, um, I mean, and then outside of that, I mean, they're at home as a divisional game, weird things happen. Um, it just, the 49ers seem so obvious that the Seahawks have to be the play here. It's uh, got to be, this is a line that basically... I- Imagine the split's going to be like 75-25 public is on the Niners, right? Like this is yeah, a line that says, take the, take the Niners. It makes me very nervous when the books basically say, go ahead. Go ahead. We know. We're not, we're not going anywhere. Go for it. Makes me nervous with it. I can't back them. I can't. I, I, it's a stay away from me. In a divisional game, which is a, cla- a perfect letdown spot here for the 49ers, you know. And again, you mentioned how much they run. It would be interesting because, I mean, Debo Samuel is basically taking like six, seven carries a game anyway. But um, it would be interesting for me to see how this game is going to turn out. But with Russ looking the way he's looked, I just can't. I'm staying away from it entirely. But I, it's a line that makes me think they want you to take the 49ers. And that always gives me pause for sure. Last one, because we've already talked about the Monday night game. Sunday night game here. The Broncos are visiting the Chiefs. It is nine and a half across the board. I'll take the Chiefs. I'll, I'll I'll lay the points, and I I this is very unlike me because for like the past two seasons I've been very uh, uh, anti Chiefs as far as the spread goes, um, but I, I I think the Chiefs might be starting to peak. Uh, their defense lately has been much better their past few games than they were earlier in the year, and despite all the offensive struggles that the Chiefs have had this season, they still rank first and third down conversion percentage, which uh, is very important in my opinion. If you can convert those third downs you're going to get points. And I think this is also a little bit of another sell high spot where the Broncos have the past few weeks, they're, they're kind of starting to convince people that they're a better team than they are. They're fine. Broncos aren't a bad team, but yeah. they're around average to slightly below average team. Um, and then you got the Chiefs coming off the bye. Andy Reid has uh, historically been a very good coach off the bye. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's not a bet that I love because it is a lot of points, especially with how the Chiefs have played generally this season. But um, I, th- I think we might start to see the Chiefs peak a little bit here as we head into the final stretch. I really wanted this to get to 10. That's that's where I really wanted it um, because it's not I'm staying away from it. If it got to 10, I would take the Broncos. I think that, you know, Teddy covers is is going to be able yep. to keep it close enough. And the Chiefs have looked better and their defense. You're right. That's really the biggest thing. That's what gives me long term hope on them for sure is they they seem to have solved a lot of their defensive issues with some really just personnel you know getting some guys back and moving a couple of guys in the line around but i still think that the broncos will be able to hang with them but i think ultimately they lose this game and uh it's something where i if it got to 10 i would jump on the broncos other than that i am just staying away from it all right 
This was great. It was great to have you. I will re let me recap actually right now before you I let you go here, just so everybody can remember. I'll go with mine first. I'm taking the Vikings laying seven to Detroit, the Bills laying three to the Patriots, and the Chargers getting three from the Bengals. And you are taking the Bears getting eight from the Cardinals. The Raiders laying two and a half against the Washington football team and the Ravens and the Steelers over 44. Let's change the mojo, get things right. Ian, you are a great follower on Twitter. Uh, at the, a great follow on Twitter. I, I enjoy your Falcons rants and all your crazy stuff anyway. But remind everybody where they can uh, check you out. Yeah, best places. Twitter, as you mentioned there at the top, Ian MacBets, I-A-I-N-M-A-C-B-E-T-S. And uh, check out the Bacon Bets podcast. That's where I break down my best bet for uh, every single NFL game uh, throughout the season. So check that out as well. You are a madman to do that, but you are doing, you're incredibly successful. Let's go no giant losing weeks. That's where we'll go here for uh, what we'll root for. Everybody, thank you for joining us. Uh, we'll be back again on Monday, as we always are, taking an early look at the week uh, 14 lines. But I will say that we are adding this week a props uh, podcast that we will be recording tomorrow, Friday, whenever you listen to this. It will also be on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash betting pros, where we'll break down some of our favorite player prop bets for this weekend. So make sure to check that out. In the meantime, I will talk to you then and again on Monday. Mm -hmm.